you know, I'm finding it really, really difficult to start an episode, you know, without acknowledging something that is currently going on and taking place overseas in the Middle East. Before I do anything or say anything else, um, I definitely just want to say thank you. Thank you all for joining me on this episode of the Everybody Can't Go podcast, episode 44. I would definitely like to start this episode off by saying peace, love, prayers, and prosperity to everybody all over the world. Obviously, you know, there is currently a war taking place in the Middle East. You got different, you know, uh, militias in different countries, you know, battling over, you know, uh, holy grounds and territory and land. And, you know, at the end of the day, this is the thing. A politician, I'm not. A politician, I'm not. You know, I'm no dictator. I'm no, you know, ambassador. You know, I'm no worldwide figure. You know, obviously, in the news lately, it's kind of hard to, you know, really avoid the obvious, right? And, you know, the elephant in the room, you know, uh, this week, as far as the news cycle, right? As far as, you know, whatever you're doing, you're not, it's going to be hard to kind of miss what is taking place. And uh, this war that is going on right now, uh, we are seeing, I mean, listen, images and videos of, you know, people getting slaughtered, assassinated, people being, you know, murdered because, you know, these beliefs that one group of individuals have, you know, uh, I mean, really, realistically, how do you, I don't really think there's a way that you can really, uh, justify any of this right there's no holy doctrine no bible no book no quran no torah there's really nothing that you can show me written down or, or printed on a piece of paper that can justify anything that's going on now once again i'm gonna slow down i'm gonna step back Right. Because at the end of the day, this is not, you know, obviously I'm I'm speaking on this situation completely from the outside looking in. Right. But man, it's so hard to not look in, you know, from the outside when you, you know, you see what's going on. You know, just, you know, right before this episode, I, I kind of took a little I took a gander at some of the uh, the footage, you know, obviously. I definitely want to also salute all of the, you know, these journalists that are basically risking their lives, you know, to go out to these places where all of this, you know, this chaos is ensuing and in real time journalists are, they, they running through destruction, buildings, you know, obviously, you know, a lot of airstrikes and different things have been taking place. It's one thing to hear about this stuff, but when you are actually able to see what's going on, right? You hear about a music festival being shut down and then they actually show you what that looks like, right? And, you know, 
I don't really want to necessarily get into any more detail, you know what I'm saying, about as far as what I've seen. I'm pretty sure that everybody's kind of seeing the same things at this point. It's horrific. It's 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 not something that uh yeah, it's it's uninspiring. It's uninspiring to say the least. And um it was actually difficult for me to do this episode, if I'm being honest with you, because unfortunately, like I said, I definitely went and I watched some of the, you know, some of those clips. I usually, I try to stray away from those, you know, nine times out of 10. Um, But I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. This is, you know, like I said, this has definitely been the elephant in the room this week. October 14th, 2023. It is 1224 p.m. on the East Coast. Will Maddox TV is your host. This is the EBCG podcast. Once again, episode 44. We are four episodes away from completing another season. Yeah, that's right. Season three, you know, um, definitely will begin. Uh, I'm pretty sure that I'll be at season three next. Yeah, the way I've been. Listen, listen, it's only been six days. It's only been six days since episode 43. So all I'm saying is this. I told you our fourth quarter comeback. I ain't say fourth quarter comeback to sit on the sidelines, if you understand what I'm saying. Listen, yeah, yeah, I'm out here. Apple, Spotify, we'll, we'll get to me a little bit later. I want to I wanna stay focused on what's going on. This is definitely not the time to try to play politician. But once again, um, you know, just that, you know, the humanitarian in me is just not really, it's not really sitting right with me what's going on. I don't really have a side here that I can really say that I feel like one side is, there is no right or wrong here. There is no right or wrong here. All of it is bad. You know, all of it is bad. I don't really feel like anybody, you know, any human being, you know, we we are all under, you know, I mean, everybody has a different belief system, obviously. Right. But what I'm saying is that I just don't feel like, you know, under God, as human beings, as individuals, we don't have the right to make the determination that a group, hundreds of people, thousands of people, you know, countries, cities should be wiped off of the face of the earth. So we definitely want to, you know, just off top, I wanted to just, you know, acknowledge that. Like I said, I don't necessarily really know. You know, uh, it doesn't seem like they're, you know, getting closer to any kind of peace treaty here, right? I don't see any two, you know, as a matter of fact, uh, I believe the prime minister of Israel, I don't have his name in front of me, but uh, there wasn't a conference and he basically stated that, you know, there's no, there's no, you know, um, there's no, you know, there's no peace here, right? We're, it's wartime. We're not, we're not going to come to the table right now. There's no time for negotiations, right? Is, the, is what he said. And I mean, it's just unfortunate. It's just unfortunate, especially considering the fact that there are hostages who are currently, you know, whose lives are basically dependent on, you know, the actions of these individuals, right? And I know it's a lot to put on. Once again, like I said, you know, we we shouldn't necessarily 
have, you know, to make these decisions, right? We shouldn't necessarily be the judge, jury, and executioner when it comes to making a decision on whether people live or die. But unfortunately, when you're in a situation, when you're at war, right, and you have groups of people who believe one thing, and then another group believes another thing, there's really no time to kind of try to make sense of things. And right now, hostages are sitting waiting to see what's going on they talking about they getting ready to they killing hostages right so it's kind of like you know amongst those hostages you know obviously you know we have u.s citizens as well from what i understand you know who are amongst those who have been captured over there you know listen at the end of the day you know prayers to them as well prayers to everybody in the situation once again there's no title that you can put on anything that's going to really change things for me here as humans right i'm focused on humans we we definitely have a lot to get to we we have yeah we definitely have a loaded listen listen it has not been a slow news week to say the least so yeah, like I said, once again, this is definitely an escalating, you know, unfortunate situation. The question is, you know, are we too, I don't know, man, I just, I don't know, man, I just feel like it's been written, it's been written, man, it's been written, a lot of the stuff that's going on, a lot of the stuff that we see transpiring all over the world. You got Russia, you know, Ukraine, you got this situation. I mean, there's so many people in need of aid right now. So many people suffering right now. I just feel like if you're in a position where you have the ability to wake up every single day, you know, with the freedom and the ability to, you know, kind of basically carve out and create your own destiny, you know, whatever that may be. If you have that privilege, right, I mean, I just feel like you you truly have to be waking up every single day, looking in the mirror, and thanking your higher power, you know, the God you serve, whatever or whoever that may be, right? Yeah, man, yeah, man, when I see stuff like this, it just really, you know, my appreciation level for life, you know, changes you know i get a little down if i'm being honest like i am one of those people who you know this stuff actually does you know uh it kind of does affect the way i i view things right i i, I kind of gotta sometimes you kind of have to just and that's why it's important at the end of the day you know what listen like i said once again appreciation you just gotta appreciate you know the privileges that you have and yeah, man, it just changes. It just changes the point of view. All I can say is, man, it's you know, just just peace, love, prosperity, and prayers once again to those people, to all people, because you know, EBCG, everybody, everybody can grow. There's a certain responsibility that we have, you know, when we are putting our voices on these platforms and, you know, basically taking it upon ourselves to, you know, provide information to people, right? People that we don't necessarily know, you know, I, I've learned this, you know, so many times, so many different instances of just, you, you really truly don't know 
who's watching and who's listening, right? So you have to kind of, well, let me speak for myself. That's something that I like to take heed to whenever I'm on the microphone, because at the end of the day, listen, y'all already know EBCD, Willmatic, I, I turn up, I get on here, I talk my shit, you know what I'm saying? If I got a case going on and it's, I come on here, I let y'all know what's going on. By the way, that case is still pending, right? And I'm looking at the calendar right now and uh, season three might be, I want to I wanna talk about this Rich Paul, you know, memoir that, that just dropped, um, titled Lucky Me. And it's a memoir of changing the odds. Now, I have not yet read the memoir. Um, I didn't even see how the book looked. I didn't even see the cover, if I'm being honest. Let me look it up right now, actually. I'm I'm definitely going to grab this. And I only just threw it in there because I am definitely, you know, once again, I do feel like Rich Paul has a story that is a very, very, you know, I mean, off top, inspiring for one. I mean, we're talking about, you know, and personally, I wasn't even aware of, you know, basically just the background and, you know, the history, you know, where he came from, like kind of to come up, you know, I didn't realize he was in the streets. I didn't know he was, it was a few things I wasn't really aware of, right? I kind of just assumed, all right, this is a guy who, you know, was just savvy in business. The reality of the situation is Rich Paul, you know, uh, basically just took full advantage of an opportunity, you know, that was placed before him. You know, he sees the moment. It's basically what he did. You know, you go from, you know, hustling on the streets of Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? You looking over your shoulder nine times out of ten. You going from, you know what I'm saying? Basically just living that life of uncertainty, right? Like, you know the money's coming in, but you don't really know how long this is going to last at the end of the day, right? So I say, I'll just say this. He he randomly runs into LeBron. I mean, this is the story that he told on The Breakfast Club, right? Because like I said, I didn't read the memoir yet, but I definitely plan on getting my hands on that memoir. I feel like it's, it's definitely a, a read that a lot of black men, young black men, you know, older black men, you know, just black men in general, it's definitely a story that I feel like is relatable and I, I haven't read it yet, but based on the interviews that I've seen him doing, this is looking like a must grab. This is my book recommendation of the week. I'm going to start giving y'all those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't just be on here talking. I like At the end of the day, I'm reading something, right? You on here talking all the damn time. You had to have read something. Book recommendation. Yeah, we're going to do that, man. Will Magic Book Club. I'm going to coin a phrase. We're going to think of something, but... uh. My book recommendation of the week is definitely uh, Rich Paul, Lucky Me, a memoir of changing the odds, you know, beat out Jada by 10 points, bam. Yeah, there was nothing that It was Jada and, and, and Rich Paul. It was nothing that for that, uh, for my book recommendation of the week. We're going to get to Jada a little bit later. Uh, and I promise you, Will Maddox TV never been a hater. That, yeah, um... Because that's a, yeah, we're going to get to that. So, uh, yeah, 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 he met LeBron, right? I didn't even finish the story. But um, basically, uh, long story short, he met LeBron. He seized the moment, you know, ended up developing a relationship. And, you know, from that relationship was able to 
kind of maneuver and, you know, learn certain things about business. And now he's at a point now where he's basically sitting on an empire, right? He's running, you know, the face of companies. He got a sneaker brand. He got a signature shoe. So we had book recommendation of the week, Rich Paul, Lucky Me, A Memoir of Changing the Odds. Salute to Rich Paul for changing the odds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. LeBron still, it's so crazy that LeBron is really still like in the league right now as LeBron. Um, so we offer Rich Paul, right? Let me go ahead and, uh, um, I feel like we have to revisit the Drake album. We, we definitely have to revisit that. But before we get to that, because at the end of the day, like I said, you know, listen, episode 43. I kind of was like, you know, a little bit overwhelmed. There was kind of a lot going on. Like I said, I just kind of got back. Realistically, I didn't have my setup for a little while, right? I still got to, I'm still kind of working, shaking off that rust of, you know, all of those months of me sitting there with my phone, with the iPhone headphones, fam, the wired joints. The wires swinging, I'm hitting the mic, it's static. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm trying to get back in my form is what I'm saying. So realistically, last episode, I gave y'all the Drake review, but I didn't really give y'all the Drake review. You understand what I'm saying? The album was fresh. You understand? I ain't really, I kind of, you know, like I said, I I, I played it. The J. Cole verse, what happened was, let me tell y'all what happened. All right, you know what? We here now. Let's get back to the Drake. We're going to get to it now then since we, right? I was going to give y'all the BET Hip Hop Awards review, um, 50th Year Hip Hop Tribute, you know, the Marley Mall, uh, absolutely. You know what, we, let's let's go there. We want to definitely salute, obviously, you know, hip hop, more specifically Marley Mall, you know. You know, obviously Marley Mall is uh, one of the pioneers of, you know, hip hop, you know what I'm saying, OG, you know, I just, I think, uh, you know, just tradition. When I think of Marley Mall, you know, I'm not that familiar with the music necessarily, right? Because at the end of the day, listen, fam, Marley Mall, that's before my time, right? And at the end of the day, Limewire, so many different things transpired in music that, you know, I kind of got distracted from some of those those crates. I didn't get to that crate. You understand? But I do obviously recognize and, you know, acknowledge the fact that, you know, this is truly, you know, one of the pioneers of hip hop. And I feel like it's absolutely necessary that we salute and, you know, we pay homage, homage, if you will, to to individuals such as Marley Maul. Um, my only issue, you know, I didn't really have an issue. This is my thing. This is my thing. I think it's it, it, BET, the BET Awards, you know, I just feel like at this point, this just has to be said. Um, I'm not really sure why nobody else is saying it. But I'm going to hit y'all with the exclusive. You see, this is the thing, right? I try to, you know, I try to be, you know, I try to be fair. I try to be fair. I try to look at things from perspectives, from different perspectives, right? I try to look at it from my point of view and your point of view. Nine times out of ten, I'm agreeing with my point of view. I say all that to say this. I say all that to say this. I think it's time that we just... Acknowledge the fact that the BET Awards, the BET Awards, the award show, the whole hip hop awards, BET, we need to cancel 
all BET programming until further notice, fam. Yeah, yeah, shut it down. Shut the whole goddamn BET. Do they even have a studio? Shut it down. If they have a studio, close the doors and padlock them ASAP, fam. I'm not really sure why we can't just get an award show where basically, like, things are just running smoothly, fam. Like, the basics, the things that we, as a viewer, sitting at home, right? Because we're not in the audience, right? Nobody, I mean, if you're not from Atlanta, you're probably not at the BET Hip Hop Awards, right? Unless you're, like, an artist, a new artist or something. Like, you get free tickets, that whole situation, right? I'm sitting at home. I'm watching this shit on the laptop. You know what I'm saying? The mics is in and out, fading out. You can't really hear the the ciphers. What was the? These were the worst ciphers ever, by far. It's so bad that I literally, literally, I had to go back and listen to some of the older ciphers, like just to refresh my palate. I have never heard ciphers this bad before. Not even just for BET standards, just for any cipher standards, man. We used to cipher in the schoolyard and shit. Like, our ciphers was better than this, fam. This was a poor effort. It was poorly executed. It, it didn't look good. And it, it sounded horrible. It was horrible. Like, I don't really know how else to say it. I listen to hip-hop. I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan at the end of the day. And listen, I was... You can't, you're not going to find anybody that gets more excited for a BET cipher than me. Like I said, they've had some really, really good ones, I mean, over the years. I'm not really sure what happened this year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, I feel like, this is what I feel. I just feel like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know who's working over there. I don't. Tyler Perry, we know that, you know, there was an announcement that came out that he, you know, he purchased the network and. We saluted him for that. We're going to salute him again. Air horn for Tyler Perry. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's a big, that's a big, you know, uh, boss move, right, to, to come and purchase, you know, BET networks. Obviously, you know, there's been so much flack, so much criticism. It's it's damn near like Zion going to the Knicks, right? It's like, damn, we, we was waiting for this for so long. We finally got a star player. You know what I'm saying? From from a, on the home team kind of thing, right? I'm just not really sure what the budget situation is right now. Maybe, 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 right? Because obviously, listen, we, you know, the times we're in right now, it's, you know, obviously, fiscally, things are, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, on the decline right now for a lot of people. And I would assume that BET you know, it's no different than anybody else who's probably trying to, you know, have all of their I's, you know, dotted and their T's crossed as far as budgets, right? They probably got to, you know, the budget probably got shaved is what I'm saying. I mean, listen, we ain't seen a Baby Boy rerun on BET in a minute, man. Tyrese was performing, you know what I'm saying? He ain't even, listen, like I said, once again, the audio, we, we just need to get better microphones. I'm not sure if it's the mics. I'm not sure if we just need to... Maybe we need to get Parks from the Joe Budden podcast to sit stateside and, and, you know what I'm saying, mix and master the show, fam. They just need a better sound. The sound is, is terrible. You can't even really get into the performances. Then, like I said, once again, they did the ciphers, right? This is like 
this is basically like the main event, right? This is like what we came to see, basically, right? We didn't really come here to see the red carpet. And you know what I'm saying? They had math. Just salute to math, Hoffa. Air home for math. Mass Hoffa definitely, you know, is on the come up. You know what I'm saying? He out here hosting award shows now. And I definitely feel like that was a good look for him. Obviously, you know, my expert opinion, you know, podcast. I'm not really sure if you call it. That's more of like a, it's damn near like a, you know, like 60 minutes and shit. Like, this is like our version of 60 minutes at this point, fam. The barbershop conversations, the setup, the... You know what I'm saying? You know, he he drops the clip. I ain't going to you be killing us with the clips. You do. Because those RZA Islam, I'm still waiting for the full RZA Islam interview, fam. He done dropped about 17 clips. But I see what they're doing over there. Salute to math and salute to, you know, the come up. But my point is this, fam. BET, when are y'all going to come up? You know what I'm saying? Math came up. Come on, I came up, fam. I'm on Apple now. Facts, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on Apple now. Air horn for me on Apple now, fam. You know what I had to do? The grind, huh? The sacrifice, the work that I had to get put in, realistically, fam. I really could have been on there. It was just like I had to figure some things out. You know what I'm saying? But once I did, you know, it was off to the races. I'm definitely on radio talk as well. Um, Just wanted to throw that out there. You know, iHeartMedia, you know. Spotify, of course, you know, respectfully. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I mean, listen, man, I'm just saying, we all got to come up at some point, right? EBCG podcast, you know, if I missed anything, you know, I'll throw it in there at the end, you know, when I remember. I'm definitely not on AMP, though, um, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, Damn, son, where'd you find this? I will no longer be on the AMP platform. You know, obviously, you know, AMP, and this is a crazy segue because I'm not even sure I, I was on the BET Awards, right? Let's get back to BET, right? Salute to Ant and uh, thank you. I won't thank the BET Awards for that show, though. I w- I'm not going to thank y'all. I won't thank BET. I, don't, I just feel like, like, like I said once again, you know, LL Cool J performed, you know, oh, yeah, the tribute to JD. All right, so look, the tribute to JD was fly. I, w- I definitely enjoyed All right, so yeah, yeah we got to give them some credit, right? They did they did okay, right? And obviously, listen, Jermaine Dupree from Atlanta. Obviously, the BET Hip Hop Awards takes place in Atlanta. They had no other choice for real to get that. You know what I'm saying? They kind of had no choice. This is JD, fam. And realistically, I'm pretty sure he, you know, I'm pretty sure that he was kind of the reason why the performance is, you know, they probably didn't even really have anything to do with, you know, the performances or the setup. Bone Crusher, you know what I'm saying? We had the Brad out there. <laughs> we definitely had, you know, Bow Wow. And and all I can say is this, fam. I, I never thought in a million years that I would watch a live performance in 2023. And the best performers, right? The 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 people who stole the show were the franchise boys, fam. The franchise boys absolutely stole the show. At the BET Hip Hop Awards 2023, fam. Facts. They had the best performance. They still look like, realistically, like they can still put out music, basically. Like, I'm not really sure why we don't have a Franchise Boys, you know, uh, Hit Baker. I don't know. One of these producers. They can figure something out, man. All I'm, all I'm saying is this, fam. It was salute to all of the, you know, 
the you know uh so so deaf you know what i'm saying obviously every time jermaine dupree does i feel like i've seen him do this though a few times though if i'm being honest like he kind of been milking a little but then it's like when you got a staple like this yeah i mean yeah 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 jd been out here for a long time man jd jermaine dupree has definitely been outside for a long time uh the cyphers were terrible though and I, it's just so unfortunate like it's, it's so bad that I don't even remember who was like who performed, man. I, I remember I seen Scarlet at some point. I just feel like they tried to make it too much of a big, like a theatrical. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, fam, it's the 50th year hip. If anything, less the we the less theatrical this is, the better. Let's take it back to the. I thought they was gonna be in the Bronx in the park. With like the boom box, like that would have been a fly. You know what I'm saying? You would figure, all right, 50th year hip hop, if we paying tribute, Molly Mall, come on, hip hop, boom box, be at, I don't know, man. Maybe I need to be over there in the productions team because uh, clearly they still, they will never catch the Grammys at this rate. Are you kidding me? That's why they still put the. Then they always want to talk about, oh, you put validity in these. Yeah, because our shit is trash, fam. It's trash. Respectfully, man. We going we gonna to get off of that, man. And we going to, yeah, we, we have to revisit the Drake album review. Um, So basically, a lot of, a lot has been said, you know, a lot has been said. And, you know, this is the thing. Now, let's, let's start here. Let's start with me and my take on the album, right? Cause this is my podcast at the end of the day, right? So it was it's only right that we actually start with my take on the album, right? And the reality of the situation is this. I I I my initial reaction was I thought it was a, a cool Drake album. This is what it comes down to for me, right? You know, obviously, you know, yeah, 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 yeah probably know my my stance on, you know, just Drake as an artist, more specifically as in hip hop artists. Now, if we, we, if we're having a hip hop conversation, I mean, Drake doesn't really even come up in my conversation, right? We talking about hip hop. If we're talking about music industry, success, you know, uh, billboard, then obviously it, it's, it's impossible to not include Drake in that conversation. And you know, the reality of the situation is this, I listened, I I skim listened to the album, right? I kind of lied to y'all is basically what I'm saying, right? And I want to just take this time right now to apologize to y'all because at the end of the day, I pride myself, you know what I'm saying? Y'all know this is channel Z100 at the end of the day, right? I keep it 100 with the people. And the reality of the situation is this. I was, like I said, it was a lot going on. You know what I'm saying? Different things. The docket. I ain't realistically, fam, I didn't even give y'all a full episode, if I'm just being honest, fam. It was really seven more topics I had for y'all. I had to clip those because realistically, fam, like I said, sometimes, you know, EBCG, everybody can't go. Every topic can't go. Sometimes you got to just, you know what I'm saying, hold some shit off. And realistically, I seen the week ahead coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a podcaster, as the best broadcaster on this shit right now, sometimes you can kind of forecast the week ahead. And I've seen the week ahead was going to be loaded. So realistically, I said, you know what? Let me slow down. I'm going to get him this and I'm going to chill. 
And the reality of the situation is this. Y'all ain't even get all the snippets I have for y'all for episode 43, right? Those are still in the stories right now, fam. Facts. And y'all digging them. Appreciate y'all. Like I said, once again, all the viewership, appreciate it. Love, love, right? I say all that to say this. I, I kind of cap, and I want to apologize for the cap, right? Now, I didn't, did I cap, though? I didn't really lie, though. I didn't, t nah, because I definitely did mention the fact that at the end, towards the end, right, I did say I, I kind of skimmed through the, the second half of the album, and that's facts. So I didn't give the album a full listen, right? But I heard some stuff, and I liked some stuff, and I kind of just focused on what I liked. That's what I did. I went into the situation. It was kind of like a, it's like a yard sale. But you go into the yard sale, and you grab the things that, you know, you kind of like and that you could kind of make use of. That's what this Drake album was for me. It was a yard sale, fam. Yeah, yeah, facts. I was trying to figure out how I wanted to land on it. This Drake album was a yard sale, fam. It's all right? It's Drake. What did you expect, fam? That's the conversation right now, right? So now it's kind of like, I right, you obviously you have your diehard Drake fans that, you know, who are basically really emotionally affected by this stuff. Like that really will sit there and cry and throw hands and really want to fight people. Like people want to fight for Drake. It's crazy, right? Especially when you, <laughs> especially when you throw Kendrick name in the conversation, fam. Facts. And we're going to get to that in just a second. Let's 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 stay on the Drake album. For All the Dogs, definitely drop. Um, You know, it dropped. And it flopped. I mean, as, I mean, according to the internet. Now, Billboard might have something else to say. You understand what I'm saying? Do you see where I'm going with this? When you have Bad Bunny, Scissor, and all these people on your playlist album, I'm pretty sure that Billboard is getting ready to eat that up. You know what I'm saying? They're going to figure out a way to get that shit on repeat on Z100, and it, and that's how that goes right there. They kind of, you know, streaming farms. It's a whole science behind, you know, streaming, for real. You know what I'm saying? Um, Yeah, they in the lab. They in the lab, and they really in the lab, and they really doing different things to make, you know, get these numbers to go a certain type of way. It's really like chemistry for real. It's really like, it's a science. It's a science. It's a methodology, right? But that's a deeper conversation. I don't want to go that deep, right? Because I'm not Joe Budden at the end of the day, fam. I'm not, I'm not the guy, right? That's going to sit here and really get that invested into the Drake conversation. Like I said, once again, we're going to get to the Joe Budden take. And at the end of the day, Joe Budden set the goddamn internet on fire, fam. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuego. Fuego. I mean, he, he owned the internet for the past week, and it's just so... I feel like I don't know what's more disappointing, right? The fact that Drake put out an album... And <laughs> people are talking about Joe Budden right now. Like, it's, isn't that just so ironic, especially considering the fact that Drake took it upon himself to actually respond to what a broadcaster had to say? Yeah, broadcasters, we kind of out here, I guess. I guess it's safe to say that, you know what I'm saying? 
when you on this microphone and you talking that shit, somebody's watching and somebody's listening. That goes back to my original point that I hit y'all with on the intro of this very episode. Y'all know who's watching and who's listening and how you can be affecting somebody from afar with the things that you are saying. I mean, Joe Budden, there's there's so much to take away from this, right? Because from my perspective, who's the better rapper between these two? Like, can we just have, like, let's just get to the shits, man. Like, shouldn't that be the conversation? Like, shouldn't we just be, like, comparing them like as far as like realistically fam drake is a better rapper than joe buddy uh i must say when he in that bag like and he want to get into that that rap bag i, I must say I, I i probably enjoy drake more than i enjoy joe budden joe budden can rap though and he definitely you know what i'm saying listen man at the end of the day fam everybody's style ain't really you know what i'm saying i ain't really the raspy aggressive shit wasn't really my thing you feel me I ain't really understand it for a long time. Realistically, though, I went back and I listened to some stuff and I kind of, I caught on a little bit late with the whole Joe Budden thing, right? If I'm just being honest. I'm not one of those core Joe Budden fans. I'm more of a fan of the podcast because obviously that's what I do, right? My rap phase is over with, right? You know what I'm saying? I, I used to, you know what I'm saying? The MySpace page is still up if anybody's interested. You know what I'm saying? Uh, backslash. P-A-C-M-A-N-4-L-I-F-3. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm pretty sure that the music page is still up, fam. Yeah. Y'all want to hear the freestyles, fam? All I'm saying is this. Joe Budden can freestyle. Like, I, he more of a freestyle, you know what I'm saying? DJ Clue, mixtape, that type of energy. Drake is more of a, you know what I'm saying, production, big, booming, production 40 doing you know what i'm saying working his magic and all that and salute to 42 because at the end of the day 40 i'm not even sure did 40 was 40 like on the album i'm not sure if he still got 40 i don't know what's going on bro it's not really sound it's not hitting the same fam the drake is not really hitting the same now like i said for me personally i went into the album this was a yard sale so i kind of already expected to you know I I didn't really see I didn't, I didn't think this was gonna be here. Definitely grabbed that J Cole verse, right? And that's kind of what happened for me. Once I got what I needed, which was the J Cole verse. I was kind of good after that, is what I'm saying, right? So everything else after that point didn't really matter. You know what I'm saying? I got the verse I needed. Wow. Okay. Cool. Shalomin Daylight. Shalomin Daylight. I said, all right. Okay. I see he tried to go, you know what I'm saying? Up the energy, the tempos a little. That was cool. And I feel like, you know what I'm saying? There's going to be a moment where that's going to be able to, you know what I'm saying? That's going to make sense, right? So I grabbed that one. I might have grabbed two other ones, you know what I'm saying? But for the most part, it was a yard sale. I grabbed what I like. We gonna get to the Joe Budden take now. Joe Budden had a different take on this. Obviously, you know, you know, a lot of different people. You know, what I'm saying NFR podcasts. You know, salute to the guys. You know, what I'm saying um, definitely two individuals who you know, whose music knowledge and music takes I definitely you know respect. You know, what I'm saying they really you know they really really you know go in depth with the. You know what I'm saying? They doing the brackets, the whole tier list, the whole thing, fam. Salute to the NFR, right? I say all that to say this. If it was going to be any two people 
who love this album. It was probably going to be these two people right here. They didn't like the album, right? I say all that to say this. The general consensus is pretty much that Drake put out a mediocre album. And I just don't really know what people expect from, from Drake at this point. I mean, you know, you know, hence... Hence the fact that, you know, he then followed up by, you know, after he put out the album, he announced that he was basically getting ready to go on, you know, basically take a break from the music, which, you know, I'm not really sure what that means at this point in his career. Um, Realistically, fam, Drake might have just retired. Uh, You know what I'm saying? I'm not really sure. Listen, listen, listen. Once again, once again. Everybody's not built for this hip hop shit. You know what I'm saying? And that's just the reality of the situation, bro. You caught a wave early in your career. You got a great cosign, right? You got an, you got probably the best cosign that any rapper coming into the game can possibly receive. You got a little Wayne cosign during the era when Little Wayne was Little Wayne. Like, we're not talking about, you understand what I'm saying? So, with all of that being said, I feel like he kind of rolled the wave as long as he can or as long as he could. Pause, by the way. Pause. Pause. But he rolled the wave as long as he could, right? That's what he did. And, I mean, now I feel like he kind of, he in the deep waters now. And Kendrick, you know what I'm saying? The Kendrick Shark. Is swarming, fam. The J. Cole shark is they are circling and surrounding you right now, fam. You are food in the water when real MCs get next to you. That's what's happening right now. When a real MC get next to Drake, it don't really hit the same, fam. Drake Cole stole Drake's album from him, fam. Let's talk about it, fam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm about to turn up. J. Cole got on the Drake album. Let me let me slow down. Let me slow down because I didn't even really have none of this written down. I'm going off the dome. Shit is just hitting me in real time. Just 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 flow with me. Just flow with me, right? Drake can flow with J Cole, but just flow with me with this take right here. This hot take I'm about to hit y'all with. J Cole stole the Drake album from Drake. Like once you got to that Cole verse, you started to scratch your head and you started to go back and listen to them Drake verses. Like wait, hold on. Let me. Don't really hit the same, do it. When a real MC is right there, fam. The same, this, the same thing could be said about Kendrick. Unfortunately, we didn't really get much Kendrick this year. But you know what? At the end of the day, fam, and let me let me just slow down with that too. Because yeah, I was a little, I, you know, sometimes I turn up. Like I said, I, I you know things get a little heated, fam. Things get a little heated, and I might say things out of pocket. I basically insinuated that Kendrick is no longer in the 1A, 1B conversation because at the end of the day, Drake is feeding his fans, right? And even though he might be force feeding them, right? He might be poisoning them at this point. Because I don't know what's they don't want nothing that he's giving. Right? This is poison, Drake. You might need to do a poison sample flip. That might be hard right there. Come on, man. Let me A and off of this. I could get him. I could get Drake lit on the low. You feel me? My point is this. My point is this. It's just hard to look like that guy when you have other people there. But I definitely, you know, the 1A, 1B thing, Drake Cole, I only said that because at the end of the day, they're they're performing and they're doing this shit that we basically 
I mean, we've been begging for the Kendrick Cole. I mean, at this point, it's like pathetic. It's pathetic. I must admit, it's pathetic how how we begged. We begged for the J. Cole and Kendrick album, and we got nothing. We got nothing. You know what we got? I woke up for some money. He, he snuck a little hook in on the Dreamville session shit. Like, at the end of the day, fam, miss me with that right there, fam. Miss me with the mystique, mysterious. I'm going to come in the studio. We're not going to say nothing. I'm going to hit y'all with this little hook right here. We want a whole project, fam. That's what we asked for. So it's kind of like you get mad when it's like, all right, we know that you are, you're, you're, I mean, clearly you're both capable of, you know what I'm saying, rapping very, very, I just don't see how this is not going to be, it just makes perfect sense at the end of the day. But Drake beat Kendrick, we got to give him that. Listen, listen, if they sparring, Drake beat him to the punch there. He beat him to the punch with the J. Cole feature. Like, I mean, and he 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 provided us with, well, I mean, J. Cole provided us with, I mean, obviously, at this point, the feature of the year. If there's any argument about this not being the feature of the year, the only other nomination in consideration is another J. Cole verse, fam. Understand that it is literally J. Cole versus J. Cole this year, fam. Facts. It is J. Cole versus versus J. Cole versus nobody else is rapping, bro. And that's just my take on the Drake album right there. J. Cole won. Uh, J. Cole won. Joe Budden won. I mean, he got the internet lit. Listen, man, I see what he did. It was clever. I was mad, but it was clever. He snatched that podcast right off of, threw that thing right behind the paywall. Like, hold on. Drake said what? He puts out the episode and he puts it out on Patreon because obviously all of the attention that this garnered brought all of these, you know, I'm pretty sure you got new people now about to pull up. So obviously people were looking for this response. He put it on Patreon, right? Noted. I definitely took a notation of that. Like, all right, get yourself lit. And then you hide behind a paywall. Uh, Don't talk. I mean, I, I kind of had mixed feelings about it. I did feel like, all right, come on, fam. At the end of the day, fam, y'all not even in the same ring right now. You know what I'm saying? It's adjacent because it's like a microphone is there and it's like, okay. Yeah, like we can both reach each other with words. But at the end of the day, like what do these words actually mean? Drake went and posted this long rant about basically, I mean, he kind of, maybe I need to pull this up because it was, a. he kind of went in on, 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 on Budden. I'm not even going to hold you. Uh, do I want to read this though? And where do I find this? Let me go to his Instagram mission. Champagne Poppy is definitely out here moving slop. Nah, this is the thing, right? I don't even think this shit is like it wasn't on his Instagram, was it? Hold on, I'm gonna find this goddamn post. Paul. Yeah, so th this is this is all right. Check this out. We gonna hold on. So let, let's let's actually hear some of what Joe Budden actually had to say. This is the Joe Budden podcast Drake album review for For All the Dogs. Let's hear it. What Joe Budden had to say. I ain't, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna lie. This might be my last rap album review. Mm. 
It's been a bad year, you know. It's been a bad year for rap music. I'm 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 done. In general, honestly. All of you rappers sound, at least 98% of y'all sound uninspired. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Y'all do sound low effort. There's no new, exciting, creative energy on the way. All of y'all sound like y'all trying to sound like the artists that you like a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. None of y'all seem to be trying to innovate. Y'all are letting the, the, the tech outpace you when Yachty said all that shit that he said. <laughs> and now that we have this project, where is that verse? Where is the verse that Yachty said is arguably one of the best verses Drake has ever written? It's nowhere on this project. No. Cole, you talking about Cole. His top 10, he 20, 30, the best 40, verse on his project. top 50 verses are not on this project. And that's where I recognize I have to let go of I have to let go of Drake. I have to let go. The Drake that I loved was the best hook creator, maker, loner outer of in the world. Mm-hmm. When is the last mem- what is the last memorable hook you've heard from Drake? Even when he used to do features, it was his that. dominant hook. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard a dominant hook from Drake in a long time. That's a good point. So now you couple that with valid points, all valid points so far. He don't he don't rap the way that he stays scheming, take care, views five a.m. That yeah. if you're reading this, this is so awful. far gone. Even some of the shit that was on uh, what was that Scorpion? Uh, more like what was that? One of them shits. This this is like Yachty rapping. This is like he rapping for the children. And that's my, yo, dog, I had to look up how old this nigga was when I finished listening to the album. Uh-huh. You are 36. Your birthday is in 20 days. I Googled that too. You are like 37 <laughs> years old. Get the fuck away from some of these younger niggas and stop fucking these 25 year olds. Yeah, yeah. So that was Joe Budden's take on, you know, some of his take on on the Drake album review. You know, he had some good things to say. And obviously, listen, obviously, anybody who's been a fan of the Joe Budden podcast, if you've kind of been following, you know, you, you pretty much are aware of the fact that at the end of the day, Joe Budden is a fan of Drake. And his music, right? Which is why this situation just doesn't even really seem like... It does seem like it's getting blown out of proportion as far as, you know... You know, because then Drake went and he, you know, he responded to that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm not really sure if he posted this on his IG or his Twitter at the end of the day. I'm not even sure. This uh, AI might have posted this, fan, But he definitely responded... And I have the post here. I have some of it here. So Drake responded, you know, via post, Instagram post. Um, oh, okay, right. So he actually commented below a DJ Academics post that featured a, you know, a video clip from the Joe Budden podcast, obviously speaking on the album. So Drake goes under that post and he comments at Joe Budden directly. Whoa. He never came at Kendrick direct, but okay. This is a start. 
at Joe Budden. You have failed at music. You left it behind to do what you're doing in this clip because this is what actually pays your bills. For any artists watching this, just remember you are watching a failure give their opinion on his idea of a recipe for success. A quitter give their opinion on how to achieve longevity. Hmm. He also continued to say you switch careers because the things that pop into your brain had you broke, living check to check, and the raps you write had 450 men showing up to your shows in dusty and Nietzsche jeans to screw up their face to mood music 29 and pretend you are the GOAT. I'm not going to lie to you, man. Like, at the end of the day, um, the response is, you know, clever. <laughs> I'm saying to say the least. And I do feel like if he would have put this in rap form, he might have had something better than back-to-back -back with this one. There's more. Please, to any artist that's doing what they feel is right, don't let these opinions affect your mindset. After the fact, the rap star wrote, this guy is the poster child of frustration and surrendering. You retired. And we never hung up your jersey. We don't even remember your number. We know you for doing this. You withdrew from rap, not because you accomplished all you need to. It's because it wasn't working for you. I mean, listen. And that's Drake's opinion, you know, uh, at the end of the day, you know, like I said, obviously these two men have been, you know, kind of going back and forth. I feel like obviously there was at some point a friendship, a relationship. I'm not sure if it was maybe a business related. I don't know if it was more personal, more business related. I don't know. But obviously Joe Bunnan and Drake have a history, a lengthy history. And this only just adds to that history. The question now is what is next as far as, <laughs> you know, obviously, you know, people going to speculate the obvious. Oh, Joe Bunn about to come out of retirement. I mean, do I really want to see that Um, at the podcaster in me? No, no, no. Because realistically, you know, I feel like what Joe Bunn is doing at the end of the day, um, what he's done, you know. We, we we should salute it. We sh we have to salute it at the end of the day, you know. He he actually provided artists with a blueprint on how to pivot, right? Because, you know, you, you could call it whatever you like to call it. But realistically, fam, the reality of the situation is this. We see more unsuccessful rappers then we see successful rappers. And Drake is obviously an anomaly. You know, whether or not you want to talk about, you know, obviously Kendrick, J. Cole, these are anomalies when it comes to success in rap. You know, people who are actually able to carve out identities that, you know, captured, you know, so many, you know, fans that they actually were able to have that much longevity in music. Right. These are loyal. They have loyal. That's what you call loyal fan bases. Right. Core fan bases. Joe Budden has a core fan base as well. And, you know, obviously the music thing didn't really, you know, pan out the way, you know, maybe as planned. 
But, you know, they, they also say that, you know, you make plans and, and God laughs, you know. So realistically, fam, I just feel like the fact that, you know, Joe Budden is still relevant, um, I would have to say that he's a success as well. Um, regardless of what the stats are, you know, once again, like I said, if we look at, you know, hip hop artists and we look at, you know, the stats and we start looking at basically just the amount of how many hip hop artists killed, how many, I mean, we just don't see these success stories that often. So, like I said, once again, I do feel like it's important that we had an artist or, you know, uh, a podcaster or a broadcaster such as Joe Budden, who was able to provide that blueprint so that when artists kind of hit a wall in their career, right? And that's and that doesn't necessarily even that's not even really a slight to the artist. Hitting a wall in your career doesn't necessarily mean that you're not talented or that you are unable to create good music. You know what I'm saying? That's not necessarily always the recipe for success. Everybody's story and everybody's journey is different, right? Different situations, different things in business, you know, labels, things changing, policies, you know, people getting laid off, different people coming in, not seeing the vision of the old. So many different things have transpired in music. And obviously that's a whole nother podcast within itself, just music industry, politics and politics. So once again, the fact that there is an opportunity now for artists to now kind of jump into another lane and continue to, you know, have influence and, you know, basically bring their fans over to a new world, I think it's dope. I don't think Drake agrees, um, but I don't think that everybody's going to agree on everything, you know. Obviously, maybe I'm pretty sure that this this is, uh, you know... This probably should end here at this point. I don't know, though. I might, listen, I might go, I mean, Joe Bunnan, a new episode dropped for sure. I got to go. I'm going to watch that right after this. Yeah. So I'm not really sure if this is going to continue. Um, Drake had a lot to say. Joe Bunnan had a lot to say. Uh, He definitely made some valid points, though, as far as this year just kind of being this is definitely, you know, a really, really light hip hop year as far as, you know, you know, we didn't really get what we was kind of expecting, especially considering the fact that this is the 50th year of hip hop. And I must say, once again, I am genuinely hurt. I'm genuinely hurt, man. I'm a, I'm genuinely hurt and disappointed in certain artists. I'm not going to say any names, but y'all know, y'all already know, like there was, there was, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. I just feel like, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like when we look at just where the culture is going now, right? And I feel like we see, you know, different things being implemented into the, you know, like we have the AI, you know, kind of being able to clone, you know, artists and put out you know, pseudo versions of records and all of these different things that are taking place. It's so easy. And I mean, I see, I feel like we see this now. We can see it more clear now, you know, how easy it can, you know, it can just be erased. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, if we don't really even need to be there for artists to 
Like, I'm just saying, man, I just feel like there's clearly a message that's being sent to the culture. And I feel like it is up to artists who are within the culture, who are staples within the culture to kind of, you know, protect the culture, preserve the culture, right? In a year like this, I just feel like we it was a missed opportunity for a lot of artists, man. That's all I'm trying to say, fam. Missed opportunity. I'm hurt. I'm disappointed. We still got two months left, though, and I'm holding off some hope. I got two months of hope left for some of you artists, fam, to not let hip-hop go out like this on the 50th year of hip-hop, fam. J. Cole, where are you, fam? We heard the verse, and realistically, that verse... I mean, at least he gave us those verses. I mean, that ain't the only verse, by the way, that he snapped on this year. The Yachty verse, that recipe joint, I ain't really talk about that, but I definitely heard that as well. Fire. I mean, like I said, it's it's J. Cole versus J. Cole, man, for verse of the year, man. Those two verses are, I mean, some of his, I mean, I don't know how he he does this every time. Like, you, you feel like you heard the best J. Cole verse, and then it's like, he just evolves and gets better. It's it's actually pretty fucking amazing. Salute to J. Cole. Salute to hip-hop. Salute to Kendrick as well. You know, I, at the end of the day, you know, whether or not, it doesn't really, we're not banking on the album for, you know, Kendrick, Kendrick, you know, he kind of is already, his spot is already kind of cemented as far as the culture, right? And it's not really like one of those things where like, we're not giving ultimatums here. All we saying is we just had different expectations. That's all we're saying, right? Uh, but 2024 is mama year, though. And I mean, you, you know, we don't really know what, you know what I'm saying? I just feel like 2024 is going to be a historic year. Definitely going to be a historic year for Willmatic TV, the EBCG podcast. You know, mama year. I feel like I'm definitely approaching 2024 with, like I said, you know, mama mentality times seven, you know, it's going to be mama mentality, you know, Monday through Saturday, you know what I'm saying? Or Monday through Sunday, rather. It might, realistically, it will, it probably will be Monday through Saturday, though. Uh, I'm going to need some sleep, you feel me? Sunday's probably going to be, I'm going to be on Shaq timing. My point is this, <laughs> I'm laid up somewhere eating a bunch of food and shit, getting fat, not working out, not in shape, not working on my posts, my free throws and shit. I'm just saying, man. Yeah, man. Let's make history. 2024 Mamba year. You know, we'll see how that plays out as far as hip-hop, you know, and music. I'm all for the Joe Budden Drake shit. I gave y'all everything I had with that. I did. An hour and 15 minutes in. Okay. Let's skate. Let's skate. Let's skate through these now. Let's let's start skating. Hold on. Where we at? Yeah. Man, that's interesting, though, because we're going to definitely get to Shaq a little bit later. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. We definitely got some Shaq news. Um, BT Hip Hop Awards, I get you that. Yeah, we, we offer that. Um, I feel like, so, you know, we were just speaking about, you know, um, the music industry and, you know, just where the direction that, you know, the industry is going in and just the different things that are taking place. Um, With that being said, Kanye West, you know, or Ye, rather, pardon self, 
That is his legal name. It's so hard to let go of Kanye. I'm not going to hold you. New Ye leaks have definitely surfaced and hit the Ethernet. And I'm not going to lie to you. I'm very, very, I'm, I'm baffled. I'm baffled. I'm actually baffled by what exactly is happening right now um, as it pertains to these Kanye West leaks. I'm going to say Kanye at the end of the day because these are some Kanye West leaks, man. Some of these shits is from, we, we talking about before he changed his name. This is like Yeezus. You got Yeezus 2. You got Jesus is King 2, which I kind of gave that a little... I, I skimmed through that right there, like, you know, like three or four songs or whatever the case may be. And I'm not going to hold you. It sounds amazing. You know what I'm saying? And these are not even like the completed, right? This is like the the reference version, basically, right? I'm not really sure how these ended up hitting the net. Where is Kanye right now? Is he good, fam? Because I don't really know, man. You know, you'll see, you'll be scrolling out your timeline. You'll just see some random picture or clip but yeah they always got a camera on him wherever he's at right so they kind of clearly he's being watched and followed everywhere now you got these random ass you know what i'm saying distorted leaks just coming out of nowhere right then in addition to the music a full a full documentary has also surfaced which um listen not even gonna hold you man uh, this might be one of the greatest documentaries I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it is one of the greatest documentaries I've ever seen. My, there's no debating or denying that. I mean, I'm not really sure if it's because it caught me off guard or if I was just just mad. You know what I'm saying? The wedding cake is just hitting. Like, I watched that documentary and I literally sat there. I didn't even blink, fam. I mean, just some of the most inspiring shit. You just basically kind of see all of the footwork, you know, that kind of goes into everything that he was basically doing, you know, um, everything that we heard him doing. And like I said, I'm, I'm such a huge fan of basically being able to see it, right? Because it's one thing to hear about, you know, different deals that are getting done and, you know, you 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 applaud when you see or read an article about whoever doing whatever, right? Not to make this specific to anybody, right? Because this is not a competition. At the end of the day, it's I want to see success, whether in 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 all capacities. It doesn't really matter. There's no real face that needs to be on it. You know, I just feel like success is inspiring, right? And to see somebody kind of carve it out and see it in real time and i say all i just say this this is this documentary is basically highlighting all of you know different meetings and i mean he he's on different continents going in different meetings going indoors he's and he's still being the guy that we pretty much always known him to be i mean it's it's to me it's truly inspiring to actually see how you you know how he navigates in that space Right, you don't gotta agree with everything, and obviously this is not what I'm saying. I'm not necessarily saying that this is like the documentary is amazing though. It is, it is. I must say, the name of the documentary, I believe. Hold on, because it's definitely in my YouTube history. I'm definitely gonna rewatch this because I realistically I fell asleep 
to this shit. Yeah, it put me right out. I couldn't even. It's like three hours. I believe it's. Uh, I know it's UCLA in the title. Hold on, let me see what this is right. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, I wasn't expecting any Kanye doc. The name of the documentary is Five Hundred Days in UCLA. Uh, unreleased documentary. Um, from what I understand, it's been taken down several times. So you might want to save this one to your phone. And as I'm saying that to y'all, I'm about to do that right now, fam. Cause I need this joint right here. I'm a f- yeah. We'll do that after we get off. Yeah, five five hundred days in a UCLA unreleased documentary by Ye. Um, hit the net out of nowhere. It's literally two hours and thirty three minutes and thirty three seconds, fam. Get your popcorn ready, fam. It's a movie. It is a movie. I mean, you you literally see them, you know, blueprints of cities being drawn out. He's literally sitting there. They trying to build cities. You got all the different damn Yeezy models and just the way he approaches the whole fashion thing. He's really serious about it. And like I said, like, I, you know, once again, being able to see how he kind of walks into these rooms as himself and, you know, He's literally, I mean, it's it's an amazing documentary to say the least. And a random one. Uh not really sure what's going on, fam. Does Kim Kardashian like did in the settlement, right? Does she get like his hard drives too? Like, I'm not really sure. Like, Kim Kardashian might have the Kanye West hard drive right now, fam. I'm not really sure what's going on, but why are these random ass She's in a documentary? as well um she's definitely in the obviously that's you know mother of his child his wife or his you know ex-wife now his ex-wife now uh i think i'm off of the, of, off of the random yay leaks right jesus is king like i said some of that shit sounded like hopefully you know i'm assuming new music is on the way segueing off of kanye west and kim kardashian who are certainly no strangers to the news when it comes to relationship problems. I want to segue into Jada Pickett-Smith, um, who has definitely released a new memoir. And the memoir is titled Worthy. From what I understand, it is a very, very revealing, scorching, flaming hot, Hot takes central, fam. I thought I had the hot takes on this episode. Let me tell you something right now. From what I'm hearing, Worthy is where the hot takes is at right now. As a matter of fact, I'm mad I ain't have it queued up. But God damn it, when I say Worthy, I need to drop a flex bomb. Because Jada Pickett-Smith is definitely out here wilding for respect. Wilding for her worth, wilding for, I don't know, wilding for Pac. She's going, it's a lot right now. It's a lot right now. Rest in power to Tupac Shakur forever, by the way. And I'm not going to lie to you. There's a small part of me, as a, you know, as a, as a Tupac fan, that I do kind of like, I do appreciate the fact that she kind of still basically keeps that, you know what I'm saying? Reminds everybody that died. Like, this was like, it was Pac. It was Pac at the end of the day, fam. Like, this was a one-on-one. You feel me? And I've never recovered. Because the reality of the situation is, hip-hop has never recovered, right? And that's a clear 
that's a perfect example of basically just his impact and his legacy, fam. Like people, they don't even want to let this man go, fam. Keefy D and Shug, these goofies, y'all still trying to get clout off of this man's name. Y'all, y'all niggas is 60, bro. Why y'all still interviewing and talking about, oh, but Orlando Jordan in it? Because he was so young. Pac was 25, bro. You you trying to get clout off of killing a 25-year-old? Listen, I'm sorry. I didn't even, I got hot. I did. Because at the end of the day, that was last episode. We're going to get off of that. That was that was episode 43. Y'all could go ahead and uh, go back to that episode if y'all want to pretty much hear my stance on that whole situation. Rest in power to Tupac Shakur. Jada Pickett Smith put out a new memoir titled Worthy. And listen, it's very revealing. Obviously, I haven't read it yet. I got a lot of reading to do, by the way. There's a few of these memoirs I need to go grab. And yeah, I'm going to sit with some of these. I don't know if I want to really read this because this is just like, I already know. Like, my respect for Will Smith, my respect for, listen, I mean, we talking about Fresh Prince. Like, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air will forever be a show that the show might have changed my life. Like, the show has been so impactful to me. Like, Will Smith is like, you feel like he's part of your family. To a certain degree, if you've grown up watching, you know, I'm saying the work that he's contributed over the years, you know, through film, through television. Now, obviously, we don't really know him personally. Right. Jada does. And she is I mean, I don't really know what's you know, we don't really know what the ins and outs of the situation is. But what I can say is this. What I can say is this. I haven't read the book yet. I did see an interview, though. This morning, actually, that, you know. It kind of caught me off guard. I'm not going to lie to you. Because it's an interview where Jada Pickett-Smith sits down with, you know, the Today Show. She sits down with the Today Show and she basically addresses the Chris Rock slap incident that took place, what was it, three years ago now? Two years? Three? This this is kind of a thing of the past now, and I actually forgot about it. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I, I kind of forgot about it. And I'm pretty sure that Chris Rock is somewhere sitting back like, damn, fam. Just when, or maybe this is like, because realistically, let me slow down. I'm going to let Jada tell it. I got the news clip right here. On Oscar night 2022, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock after Chris made a crack about Jada's hair. I could tell it bothered you. You you did an eye roll. Like. Right. Yeah. And I did that eye roll, not so much for me. And I think this is really important. But the fact that there could be a jab at alopecia. Will then went on a profane tirade warning Chris not to mention his wife's name. Jada couldn't believe what she was hearing. What is going on? Now, first of all, I'm really shocked because... Mind you, I'm not there. We haven't called each other husband and wife yeah. in a long time. I'm going to pause it right there. I'm going to pause it right there. Um. So, basically, to my surprise, right? Like, I'm pretty sure much other people are going to... So there was different things that obviously we weren't even made aware of. I'm not really sure. Like I said, once again, uh, well, obviously, when you're putting out a memoir, you want the memoir to sell. Right. So she kind of held this in the she held. The, oh, I see that she did. She held this and she knew she was putting this book out. So realistically, there's no like 
I just don't really even see like, are they even, are they married or not at this point? Are they married or not, fam? Can we just, can we make the Will and Jada divorce official now? They clearly hate each other's guts. This is crazy. You wait two more years after, after things kind of got quiet and now you coming out to reveal. So basically what you're saying is that Will Smith is mentally ill and disturbed, basically, right? Because you're telling us now that he's not even, y'all wasn't even husband and wife. He sat there and, all right, let's continue. I'm like, what is going on right now? My wife's name name out of your mouth, right? And I'm like, but now I'm really worried for Will because I don't know what's going Mm -hmm. on. What viewers did not see at the time while Oscar clips were being shown was Chris Rock leaning over the stage to talk to Jada. And Chris looks to me and he says, Jada, I meant you. I meant no harm. Now, I'm just out of it because I'm really worried about Will. What's Will doing? He's just sitting there? And Will's still talking. He's like, he's still, because now he's mad because Chris is talking to me. And I go, Chris, this is about some old That's all I could think to say, right? And I couldn't really take in his apology. How unusual for Will, a guy who, I mean, on that kind of stage to do something so insane. Absolutely. It's totally it's out of character. It's not him whatsoever. And to Jada's surprise, she was also blamed. You became... I want to pause it again because, like I said, there's a lot to take away from this. I'm somebody who overanalyzes just about pretty much everything, right? And there's something that I feel like is very noteworthy there. Um, the fact that the reporter kind of had to basically remind Jada... To speak to her husband's character, right? Right? She kind of... And then the way she reacted... I'm just saying, I read body language. Listen, that's for another time. There's a lot of things wrong about this. Um, I'm not really sure what the current status between Will and Jada is as far as like their relationship, where they at, their temperament. You know, are they their living arrangements? Like, I'm, she didn't go home to Will after this interview, did she? I'm pretty sure she's not... They don't live together. They can't possibly live together anymore. Are they divorced or are they not? Like, we don't really want to keep seeing a dysfunctional black family. We've seen that enough. I've seen that enough. Like, this is triggering to be. That's the real take. I don't want to see another black family, a dis, another dysfunctional black family, fam. Like, how much we, this was the, especially considering the fact that you, were the poster child for just the complete opposite of that. This was the the most wholesome black family we ever had at one point. The Will Jada, the kind of like the hood, but like not so hood, Hollywood. It's all good in the hood. I don't know, man. It's not really understood at this point. I'm not really sure what's going on. Pac, you know, once again, you know, Obviously, you know, from what I understand, there's a quote, I'm assuming from the the, the memoir of Jada basically saying that Pac was her soulmate or is her soulmate or something along these lines. So I I don't know. I don't really know, man. Like, I don't really know what to say. Let me let Jada keep saying what she's saying. though. That guy. Look what Jada made him do. Jada rolled her eyes and look what he did. He ran up there and hit Chris. My son Pac, man. That's what 
the narrative. Come on became. now. Yeah. The goat. Bro. She says that's because two Facts. years earlier, Jada discussed what she called an entanglement on her show, Red oh, Table man. Talk. My honest opinion about that is that narrative had more to do with the false narrative that I helped to create on the Red Table. So poor Will because of, of the... The adulterous in, wife. Yeah. Who forced him to go to the table and sit there... You know what I mean? And now look at what she's done. She has the power with an eye roll to make him go up and slap somebody on stage. Mm. So that was from her point of view. And she says that there was bad blood between Chris Rock and uh, Will from before. Okay. And that's interesting that, because I didn't even catch that on my first listen. Interesting. Interesting facts. Interesting facts. Interesting interview. Interesting times. Uh, you know, Will and Jada. So, according to Jada, and what was just said there was that there was some bad blood between Chris Rock and Will Smith prior. Now, I definitely had a hot take at some point. This might have been episode 10. Will or Chris Rock, rather, and Jada Pickett-Smith definitely did a film together. I'm not sure. What was the name of that movie? Was it... I don't remember. Dr. Doolittle, one of them shits, fam. But I just remember them being on a press run together. And they basically... You know, a press run is basically when, you know, y'all go out, y'all go sit and do different interviews with different platforms or whatever the case may be. This is something that... A process that's a very lengthy process, right? I happen to know that about press runs. So I'm just saying, all I'm saying is, you know, Chris Rock and Jada, they've been on, they basically went on tour together. They've been, they've traveled together. They might have slept in the same hotels together. We don't know just how, you know, how things might have went left there, right? And if I'm now hearing that there was actually bad blood between Will Smith and Chris Rock prior to this, I'm just going to put two and two together. And then he leaned over. I, we wasn't even aware of that. He leaned over to talk to Jada in real. We didn't even see that happen. I don't know, man. So that's, listen, it is what it is, man. Jada Pickin is definitely trying to sell this book. I'm pretty sure it's, she's going to probably get $10 out of me, fam. I'll pay $10.99 for that. I'm going to get the audio book, too. Like, I'm going to get, I'm gonna, I want to definitely uh see what's going on here. Like I said, there's a few books that I need to read. Um, not just the tea though. I don't just need the tea books and shit. Like I actually need like I might need to go grab anyway. It's a few joints I need to pick up right now. It's a lot going on, like I said. A quote, I cried before I married you. Oh, she was talking about Will. She cried before she married Will. Uh I mean, you know. I'm not really sure why I needed to learn that, um, at this point in my life. Um, like I said, once again, I feel like we've seen Will Smith you know, kind of carry the torch for black men up until this point. You know, he was the perfect model <laughs> citizen, like, for just any man, for real. You know, they didn't necessarily be black. Like, he wasn't really even on that black shit, for real. We didn't really see him during the Trayvon and all that stuff. What was, where was kind of quiet when all that stuff was popping off? My point is this. My point is this. We give you a pass because we got the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You understand? Another show that depicts... Basically, family, black family values and, you know, just the, the, the peaks and valleys and the ups and downs there. 
So we kind of give you a pass for that. Bad Boys, you did that, you know what I mean? You and Martin, come on, man. Bad Boys was a, one of the greatest movies. That first one was really the one for real. Understand that Fresh Prince and Martin, them shits might have came on the day of the movie release. So, like, you was watching Fresh Prince, Martin, and then you went to go watch Bad Boys at the theater. Like, that was the most epic shit of all time, fam. They knocked that out of the park, right? Something you just never thought you would see? They might as well have threw Steve Urkel in that bitch. That would have been crazy. And did a, and added, you know what I mean? Family Matters, a little mashup. Come on. I'm going to get off of this at this point. I think I've milked this dry. Um, I have nothing else to add to this other than the fact that Jada, you know, so I mean, you know, to each his own, man. You know, freedom of speech. You can't really knock anybody for wanting to reveal or tell their story. At the end of the day, this is her story. Her story. His story. His story. I mean, you know, and, you know, at the end of the day, I'm going to read this book. I'm going to read this book. Uh, absolutely. I'm definitely going to read this book. You know, I'm going to get off of that now. And we're going to get into, you know, I mean, listen, man. You know, every now and then they, they just get it right. Every now and then they, they just get it right. Every now and then they get it right and we have to absolutely applaud and acknowledge the fact that Reebok got it right uh Reebok 100% absolutely positively I'm not even sure if I said that right but I'm so excited right now that it don't even matter fam Reebok the brand that we all kind of, you know, were introduced to through, you know, the sport of basketball. Well, they have now circled back and, you know, on Thursday, October 12th, 2023, Reebok has made an announcement and Shaquille O'Neal has been named as the the first president, the first president of basketball. And in addition to that monumental epic news, it only gets more epic from there because in addition to Shaq becoming the first president of basketball operations for the brand Reebok, they have also added Allen Iverson. Yeah. 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 Bubba Chuck. AI. Yeah. Yeah. Number three himself has been announced as the vice president, you know, of basketball operations for the brand under Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, listen, man, drop another goddamn bomb, man. I need, I'm like, hold on, man. I'm not going to hold you, like, realistically. Like I said, like I said, sometimes they just get it right. Sometimes they just hit it out the park. And this is absolutely, they hit this out the park. Uh, There's nothing else really to be said here other than the fact that if you're going to, you know, 
place any two individuals, what what two better individuals to wear these hats and, you know, play these roles for this particular brand other than, you know, the two individuals who pretty much are responsible for the relevance of the brand. I mean, you know, let's pay it forward here and let's just keep it all the way 100. Like AI, enough said. Enough said. I'm not really sure if Reebok would have still been in business without with the, without the questions and, you know, all of those different... I mean, they milked that shit. I done seen colorways that AI never wore, fam. Teams he never played for. Teams he might have never played against, fam. They was putting out every colorway except the ones that we wanted. Like, it was getting crazy at a certain point. And we was kind of looking at it like we wasn't really sure what Reebok was doing. At this point, it's now clear that they are going in a different direction. By placing Shaquille O'Neal as the, you know, president of basketball, the first president, and Allen Iverson, I'm assuming the first vice president, you know. Um, I just think that obviously, as a, you know, listen, y'all already know if y'all know me, Will Batty TV, you know what I'm saying? Uh Allen Iverson as is definitely the GOAT, you know what I'm saying, to me, as far as, you know, just you know, everything that he represents. And, you know, everything that he was up against, you know, and the way he kind of navigated and was able to perform on the level that he was performing while still basically trying to figure out all of the different things outside of basketball in real time. I I truly do feel like AI was an anomaly, you know, especially at the size that he played and, you know, everything that he did on the court. There's really no argument as far as, you know pound for pound, who who kind of approached the game with the most heart and the most passion or whatever the case may be. Not necessarily the most, because listen, obviously Kobe, you got to put Kobe in that conversation as well when we talk about passion, right? But I'm just saying Kobe was more equipped, you know, uh, to be a lethal weapon in the game. I feel like AI, it just was more odds. St- the odds were stacked more against Allen Iverson, right? As far as before he even got to the league, you know, we all know the story. Bowling alley, you know, that whole incident, you know, race, you know, it was a race war. He was in a whole race war before he got to the league, fam. And he got the short end of the stick, ended up going to prison, you know, ended up getting exonerated by the mayor or the governor on their last day of serving as mayor or governor. And it was like basically destined for this man to literally become everything that he became. For him to make it to this point now, salute to Shaq as well. Obviously, we expect this from Shaquille O'Neal at this point. Shaquille O'Neal is not only the most dominant center in the you know NBA, you know one of the most dominant centers, if not the most dominant center in NBA history, a towering figure on the court. But obviously, what he's doing in business, you know, is monumental as well. And, you know, we kind of see the different power plays that he's been making over the years, whether it's real estate, different real estate projects in Jersey, partnering up with, you know, different uh, athletes, activists, whoever, you know, Shaq is kind of, you know, he kind of been on his bully when it comes to business, right? AI, this is more of a surprise and, and kind of just like, you ain't really, I didn't really expect this. I didn't. So I was really, really pleased when I seen this. I definitely had to, you know, obviously I was going to come to the docket with that. 
Come on, my bro. Hit the bomb. Let me get another bomb, fam. Come on, man. Allen Robinson is the vice president right now, fam. Stop playing with me, fam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Practice. Y'all want to talk about practice? Oh, it was so funny. Uh, he didn't look, play the clip again. They played that clip a million times, fam. And tried to make it seem like he don't work on his craft. He the vice president of Reebok now, fam. How do you like that? Yeah, now nah, salute to AI though. Seriously, man. And and Shaq and Reebok. That's dope. I'm definitely about to re-up on some Reebok. It's about to be, listen, Nike might have a problem now. You got AI as vice president, fam. It's gonna be all type of I mean, listen, we we seen what he did as far as and like I said, once again, the influence in fashion, we you know, and everything that he did in in fashion, you know, as far as, you know, we see that to this day. And, you know, people wear AI's influence to this day, you know. So I just feel like, like I said, once again, they made the right decision. They made the right decision. It might not be two other better, you know, individuals suited for this, for these roles uh, at this current time. Salute to Reebok, though. Facts. Vice president and the president is crazy. Um, yeah. I don't really feel like new music. Any did we get new music? We didn't really offset. Offset definitely dropped a uh, set it off. I definitely did skim through it just to kind of hear like what the sound might have been. And I do feel like I'm not gonna hold you. Like based on what I heard so far, it sound it sounded like it's gonna be, you know. Some of those joints is definitely going to go. Um, I didn't really hear everything. Like I said, I got to the joint with him and Cardi, and then I accidentally clicked off abruptly because I went to go search for the Bad Bunny new album, right? Then I ended up hitting play on one of the joints. Then I ended up, you know what I'm saying? It kind of threw me off. Nadie sabe lo que va a pasar mañana. And if I didn't pronounce that right, I apologize. I am a eighth grade dropout, though, and I definitely, if I wasn't, listen, I didn't even sit in English class. You thought I was sitting in Spanish class, man? They couldn't even sit there. I didn't even want to hear my own language, right? Or what they taught me was my own language. That's a whole nother story for a whole nother time. But nobody knows what will happen tomorrow, and that is the pronunciation, the translation of the title that I probably just botched completely in Spanish. Pardon me. Por favor. Uh, how do you say? Anyway, forgive me. Forgive me. Por favor. Por favor. It's just, it's really the roll of the tongue. And that's pretty much how you get a sentence. Bad Bunny put out an album though. And I didn't, I, like, I, once again, I, I might have heard three tracks. Um, Again, I feel like every Bad Bunny album pretty much sounds like the same thing. Uh, I can't even pronounce the title of the album, fam. If y'all think, like, every song is kind of like, I, right, I'm really there just for the energy, the tempo, the instrumentals. The instrumentals, the production, it was sounding pretty cool, sounding pretty clean. I'm pretty sure that, you know, most of these songs, this is probably going to go diamond at the end of the day. Because, like I said before, you know, there's definitely a method when it comes to, you know, the streaming, you know, to streaming, you know, an artist basically um get into these certain hitting these certain landmarks in music i'm definitely gassed at this point if you can tell on that you know subpar 
Bad Bunny and Offset album review. I didn't really hear the albums, so that's really I couldn't really say much about it. Y'all see how my energy went up for the Shaq and AI announcement. Cause I had a lot to say about that. I really felt that. You feel me? I really had Rebox. I really I still have my my questions and my like understand that I was already on this. So I see that. I go, you know what I'm saying? That that was definitely amazing to see. Um, episode 44 is coming to a close here. Um, I would like to thank you all for joining me. You know, if this is your first time or your last time, you know, it's going to be Willmatic TV every time. I'm going to close my docket at this point. You know what I'm saying? This is the part where we, we hit y'all with the fly outro and then we close out the episode. You know what I'm saying? And say peace, love, and prosperity into the next time. But before we get there, I just want to say, obviously, once again, with all of the things that are taking place all over the world right now, there's so much despair, so much tragedy, so much, you know, negativity going on. I feel like now more than ever is the time for the people to come together. In all seriousness, though, because realistically, come together, what does that even really mean, right? You got to just really, um, I don't know, man. Like I said, man, in the intro, my appreciation level for things have, you know, I feel like every day we just get a different example of why, you know, you kind of just really got to appreciate the times that we have, the opportunities that we have now. You know, we, we always want to focus on the things of yesterday and history, right? The things of the past. The best teacher of the future is the past. But at the end of the day, should you allow that past to dictate your future? My name is Will Maddox TV. This has been the EBCG. Episode 44, more specifically, I definitely want to say peace, love, prayers, and prosperity to you and me, everybody, all over the world, all the children, the boys and the girls, men and women, you know, who basically, you know, are basically going through turbulent times, war, uh, uncertainty, you know, prayers to everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like I said again, you know, just appreciate having the opportunity to make the change or be the change that you want to see. Had to, it's, I had to end it with Gandhi, fam. I don't know how else to end it. Like, you have to hit him with a Gandhi quote. This is crazy times, bro. Yeah, man. Seriously, though, man. To the next time, man. Will Maddie TV, episode 44. This is definitely a wrap. Um, Thanks for joining me. Once again, um, yeah, man, to the next time, peace, love, prosperity, one.